Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Morning Fog with Dr. Mark and Liz. How are you today, Mark? Absolutely stellar, Liz. It's a great day, and uh, you know, uh, we had a great Thanksgiving here. Hope you did. We did. Fantastic. It's actually really nice to be with family. It's the first time we've been with family on Thanksgiving since before the pandemic, so it was, it was pretty special. It, it definitely is, no question. So, you know, I was given some thought today as I was being mindful in the morning about the fact we deal with a lot of people with stress in all sorts of forms. It's stress, it's overwhelm, it's anxiety, it's burnout. But stress is just so universal and some people have a lot of it. And when they do, they look to self-medicate. Yeah. So people turn to alcohol, they turn to marijuana. Some people take it further. And Today, you you said that you found an article, and I love this because as a layperson, I know nothing, and as a doctor, you know a ton, especially as a pulmonologist. Just the effects of marijuana on people, and you know, so many more people are using marijuana today to help with their stress, their anxiety. I know I have many family members who do, and it is you know there are places where you can you know medical marijuana in certain states here it's legal. It is in New Jersey. I know uh, New York it is. And so with that, now that most people have easy access to it, the question is, do people really know potentially the side effects, like the things that this could be doing to their bodies? Well, you know, I guess we just should pause for a moment just to say this is not a discussion about legality or non-legality. We're we're not going to delve into into that. But more to the point, there are a lot of things that are legal. Um, Alcohol is used by people to take some of the anxiety. Typically works well for social situations, but if you have too much of it, it is incredibly damaging. Cigarettes are legal, but uh, we know the damage. And the question is, is marijuana really safer than cigarettes when being smoked? And we've known a number of things about marijuana and they precursor to a lot of different lung disease, which is airway inflammation and how it differs among marijuana smokers and cigarette smokers. Interesting. So why would marijuana smoke be different than cigarette smoke as far as on the lungs? Well, it's interesting because number one, it's not tobacco. So there might very well be burn residue or products that are different in in marijuana versus tobacco. In addition, it's unfiltered, so mm-hmm. you get a lot more deposition of of different particles. <clears throat> the next reason is is that most people who smoke marijuana are holding it for a long time, trying to get the maximum effect from the THC and people don't typically do that the same way with cigarette smoke. So therefore that dwell time may actually increase some of the risk. The other thing is actually, is it's interesting uh, when they were starting to look at the, the microbiome of people who had lung cancer from cigarette smoking, they found different tobacco virus DNA and in the uh, in the tumor, <clears throat> which suggests that 
when you're smoking cigarettes, if you're smoking one that has a tobacco virus uh, in the tobacco leaf, that that might be one of the potential reasons for your developing lung cancer. <clears throat> it could very well be the same, but different viruses or different things that are added into marijuana to increase the efficacy by some illicit dealers. Regardless, we know that airway inflammation is really a significant problem in, in, in marijuana smokers. Um, so again, we're not going to delve into legality or not. This research actually comes from the University of Ottawa in Canada, where marijuana is legal. And the senior author, Dr. Kizel Rava, published this in a very reputable journal called Radiology. <clears throat> it's the Journal of the Radiographic uh, Radiologic Society, rather, of North America. And what they did is they looked at CAT scan of people with who were marijuana smokers, non-smokers, and just cigarette smokers. And the reason they chose to look at CAT scans is because one type of COPD, which is called emphysema, is actually diagnosed anatomically by having these holes in the lungs. So I, I guess what I should let people know is what COPD is, what emphysema is. I was just about to ask that. <clears throat> so COPD is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And there's a number of types, but two of the most common are chronic bronchitis, which is a clinical diagnosis. And then there's emphysema, which is a radiographic or an anatomic diagnosis. And emphysema, parts of the lung um, start to literally sort of dissolve, just erode. And I'm making it a little simplistic, but they erode those little air sacs that allow us to get oxygen from our the air we breathe into our lung and to take and into our blood and to take carbon dioxide from the blood and to breathe it out, that those air sacs start to dissolve and you lose the, the connection between the tiny blood vessels and these air sacs and you form larger air sacs and air sort of gets trapped in there, but there's also less ability to get the oxygen to transfer. So what happens is people get become profoundly short of breath after many years. <clears throat> they have low oxygen and therefore they need to have supplemental oxygen to breathe in all the time, 24 seven. When they walk around, they have to carry oxygen tanks or concentrators. And they eventually in, in their most advanced form, they become what, what we sort of call a blue bloater. And they're, they're, very puffy. Their chest is very big because they can't get rid of the air that's trapped in it. And they turn blue because they become cyanotic because of the lack of good oxygenated blood. <clears throat> anyway, it's a terrible condition. It, it the, the causes incredible suffering, incredible morbidity and incredible mortality or death. Well, these researchers looked at the CAT scans and what they saw is in 56 marijuana smokers, 57 non-smokers, and 33 cigarette-only smokers, <clears throat> that the percentage of people who smoked marijuana was significantly greater than those who smoked cigarettes. So as a baseline, the non-smokers, only about 5% of them developed emphysema. 
And that makes sense because there's other reasons for emphysema, although cigarette smoking was thought to be the predominant one. In roughly two out of three, or 67% of cigarette-only smokers, they developed emphysema. Marijuana smokers, three out of four, 75% of them developed emphysema, which is incredible. And then they looked, they said, okay, what, what about age-related controls? If it, you know, is this all happening because the marijuana smokers were much older and the cigarette smokers maybe were younger? But the fact is, is that the same impact was seen <clears throat> in people who were age-related in, in their, you know, stature. So if someone was in their 50s and they were cigarette versus marijuana smoker, they had the same impact, 75 versus 67%. If someone was in their 70s or in their 40s, again, whether they smoked cigarettes or marijuana, marijuana had more evidence of emphysema. So it's really not the age, it is actually the marijuana smoking that is significantly associated with causing emphysema. So are these, I have so many questions, are these daily smokers? So how do we, how do they do apples to apples here? So yeah, they, they, they tried to relate the, uh, the amount that they were smoking to sort of create some control level. So that was, that was there. They were looking at uh, a number of different aspects to make sure that there weren't confounding factors, obviously. And really the one factor that came out was the marijuana use. So here we are thinking that it's better for every, everybody I've ever talked to who I'm not one to, I don't smoke marijuana only because honestly, when I did, when I was younger for a little bit, it caused me to have panic. So I have nothing against people who do. It's just something I don't do. But most people that I know who do it say that it's so much better for you than alcohol. It's so much better for you than smoking cigarettes. It's, you know, it's, it's safer. It's this, it's that. So where's all this mixed information coming from? Because here and we're now having research showing that there's some significant damage being done. I don't know how, if they looked at the length of time people smoked, like, is it a certain amount of years that these people smoked or what? But the idea that at least the people that I know, so oh, hang on, we're just talking smoking it, right? This doesn't have to do with ingesting it via a gummy or tincture. Like this is just smoking. Oh, this is inhalational injury causing inflammation, causing further damage that winds up showing itself as emphysema related to smoking. It is mm -hmm. not related to eating it to uh, to tincture whatever that uh, that was not part of what they were looking at so then where are people getting the the thought that it's so much better to smoke that than a cigarette well the the reason is because in absence of data until a study's done mm -hmm. people then make an assumption oh there's nothing that tells us it is and therefore it must not be first the second is that we've known that damage to the lung, airway inflammation, et cetera, is associated with marijuana smoking. However, everyone also jumped to the conclusion that, well, there's a difference in smoking, you know, a quarter of a pack a day versus two packs a day of cigarettes. And therefore, if you're smoking 
you know, one time a day versus four packs a day in cigarettes or one joint a day versus four or five, six of them, you know, this probably less in, inflammation is probably less damage. So again, with the absence of data, people make an assumption and that's important to, to understand. <clears throat> and we know about assumptions and their impact. Yes, we so, do. What is also interesting is that this is probably not the only aspect. Now, by the way, you asked a great question about what about if you have tincture or you have gummies or you have the, you know, edibles, you know, the, the infamous, you know, pot brownie, you know, yeah. uh, back in, in our or day. Chocolates or whatever. Yeah. So we say that when you're smoking, the damage is in the lung. And that makes sense. However, there was another side effect that was really sort of unexpected. Um, and it was present in almost four times the rate in people who were smoking marijuana as compared to smoking cigarettes. And that's the development of what we call gynecomastia or male breasts. So we're talking about actual breast tissue being developed in men. Why? Well, that's not clear, but 38% of those who smoke marijuana had gynecomastia, which is not just sort of a prominent breast because you're overweight. This is literally breast tissue that starts to develop. And you can see that because it overlies the ribs in the chest wall when you're looking at a CAT scan. So 38% versus 11% in only those who are cigarette smokers. So we know gynecomastia develops in, in people who have liver disease because they have too much estrogen. The males develop too much estrogen and the estrogen is cleared, and therefore the estrogen causes breast development. The study wasn't looking at that, but it was noticed and again, if we were to round up and round down just a little bit, one out of, or four out of 10 people who smoke marijuana versus one out of 10 people who smoke cigarettes were developing male breasts. And, you know, therefore it brings up the question of, is this more of a systemic effect or is it just related to smoking? So the study wasn't looking at that, but this additional side effect of developing male breast tissue is really sort of concerning is, you know, it's probably a hormonal issue, but where is it coming from and why is that developing and uh, what other side effects could be if, if we know that this is causing hormonal imbalances. You know, I'm also wondering too, is it the same too as secondhand smoke for, for marijuana as it is for tobacco? Can, can people who don't smoke it be, you know, have issues with it as well if they're around yeah. people who are? That is a great question. And this certainly brings up that very question because if you're inhaling secondhand smoke, one would expect that it probably has a, an impact on 
the lungs of those non-smoking individuals around them. How much of an impact? That's another study that needs to, to be done. And it's going to be a very large study because it's going to need to be powered, what we call powered well, to pick up that difference. But very important question that you asked when it comes to, to public health. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are other questions mm. that other people are going to have based on this information. I think people who are marijuana smokers need to listen to this. We're not saying, you know, do what you do, but honestly, just be informed that actually that's that the smoke from marijuana can do some serious damage to your lungs and ultimately cause some serious illness, which is just, you know, <laughs> in my mind, just a bummer. It's always those things that everybody enjoys that, you know, end up causing not so good things at the end if abused. I would say that's probably more so if abused. Well, and, and again, we, we, we need to get more data on this because yeah. the fact is, is that it needs to be repeated. We need to understand what the thresholds are. The, the, the fact is, is that, yes, people enjoy it. On the other hand, the question is many times, and I've asked this of people who have smoked cigarettes and are in my office with, with very advanced lung disease, of which there is no cure. And even a lung transplant, if, if you can get one, is not a cure. You're substituting one disease for another. But the disease is terrible. And when I've asked whether or not the suffering they're going through now was worth the years of smoking and whatever enjoyment they had in smoking, virtually to a T, they'll say, no, it wasn't. It wasn't worth it. I wouldn't have said that 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago when I was smoking, but mm -hmm. now it wasn't worth it. The um, walking around with a, with a oxygen tank or a concentrator and needing to, particularly if you, uh, if you have significant air trapping or if your oxygen is very low, having risks just to fly in an airplane. You know, there are things that are profoundly limiting when these diseases come on. So anyway, I think it's important just to put out there and let people understand that there may be unintended consequences of trying to self-medicate and particularly with marijuana. And it may be worthwhile just to think about it and be intentional. Is the risk worth the benefit now. And that's a personal decision. Yeah. And I'm just thinking that, you know, I know a lot of people would pick smoking it over gummies or tincture. And I think the reason is, and you once said this, and I know we're, we're going to wrap up this, this episode, but is because that inhalation is very relaxing. And I, I think that's what makes people like doing that because mm -hmm. it's very soothing to just breathe in deep and then breathe out deep. And uh, little did we know that that could be doing a whole lot of damage. So, well, this was really, really important. Thank you for finding that article and thank you for bringing your medical knowledge to it because people do need to understand what they're putting in their bodies. doesn't mean we're saying do it or don't do it. It's just have that back, have that knowledge. Exactly. We ask you to subscribe to our podcast and 
continue to see some of the information we bring that pierces the fog that we all have to live with in our lives. Until next time. Bye, Mark. Bye, Liz.